everyone. I'm Lauren MacGyver. And I'm Teresa Roca. And this is Teen Mom Time. We're here to fill you in on all the fights. Why are you so white trash? All the custody battles. Corey's trying to take our kids from All the romance drama. Getting divorced, period. And so much more. Hi, hi. You're both high. I just try to be a good person and a good moral adult. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing Ryan Edwards' return to rehab, Mackenzie McKee's mother's health updates. Plus, we have a very special guest, Amber Portwood's ex-fiance, Matt Byers, is recapping Team Mom OG with us. Teresa, how are you? I'm really good. I'm excited that Team OG is back. I know. Finally. I miss the girls. I think I like Team OG better than Team Mom 2. So I've always said that I like Team Mom 2 better, but I think now with Obviously, you know that I am a big fan of the Bristol Cheyenne edition. Yes. Um, now that I've watched them on the show, I actually think Team Mom OG might be better. I'm actually really looking forward to the season. I think when I watch Team Mom 2, I'm more disappointed with how the girls' storylines went with Kale and Brianna and Javi, all of them fighting. That's the thing. The last season of Teen Mom 2, I think, was the worst season. The worst. So I think that's why we're kind of like, finally, we're back to like the baby daddy drama. Yes. No drama between the co-stars. Yes. It's just kind of refreshing to just sit back and watch all their separate storylines. And also real problems that people are dealing with. Mental health, miscarriages. So I just would rather watch an educational show and a show that wants to spread a really great message rather than people running away, like at the reunions, like people freaking out and fighting. And I also like how Team Emoji is also bringing PTSD into the picture. And now people are starting to learn more about that. And I just think, yeah, I think the season's so great. And with the new season came a lot of big news, which we are going to get into. Yeah, so getting into truth or tale, Ryan Edwards, he has been troubled for some time now. On previous seasons, we have watched him battle with heroin addiction, check himself into rehab, only leave just 21 days afterwards. Get arrested a bunch of times. Yes, and also struggle with his relationship with Macy, who is his first baby mama, the mother of his son, Bentley. So we watched that relationship really go downhill after seeing it on previous seasons at a pretty decent place. They were getting along. They were able to go to Bentley's birthday. So we watched that relationship crumble. So a lot of really bad things have been happening for Ryan Edwards over the last few seasons. Now it's rumored that he's back in rehab. Teresa, what is going on with that? So I heard from one source probably a few weeks ago that Ryan is back in rehab. Obviously, this was something that I wanted to 110% confirm, especially with their child coming. Yes. Only days away. I didn't want to put out, you know, any speculation that wasn't true. So I actually had two more sources over the course of two weeks confirm that Ryan Edwards is back in rehab. He allegedly entered about one month ago. He is at a treatment center in Alabama. Um, I reached out to Mackenzie, his wife, countless times, and she did not respond to my request for comment. Oh, wow. I spoke to his father, Larry Edwards, and he told me, and I quote, you know I can't comment on that. You know I can't say. So, you know, didn't deny it. Um, I reached out. I reached out to other friends and family members, kind of got similar 
you know, no one would straight out say anything. Um, I called, you know, Hamilton County Court. They couldn't confirm that this was court ordered. But yeah, you know, it looks like Ryan is back in rehab and he's going to be there until the end of this year, which means he's expected to miss the birth of his son, Jagger. Wow. So the end of this year, I feel like this is what's best for him. I agree, especially since when he entered rehab after he got married to Mackenzie, when we saw him falling asleep and slurring his words on camera. May 2017, yes. Yeah, he, you know, he checked out of rehab early. Because he passed classes. Because he passed classes, yeah. I think that was probably such a heartbreaking moment for fans and his friends and family to watch. You have battled a heroin addiction. For years. Years. And do you remember when Mackenzie told the producer that he was spending around $40,000 a month on heroin? Yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't a, you know. Recent. Yeah, I mean, this was a years, years, years long battle. Yeah. And you can't be expected to overcome that in 20 days. Yeah, 20 days because you passed class. You, you know, we're not doctors, but that just doesn't sound like the help that you need. So to hear now that he will be there for a couple weeks, couple months, it's nice to know that this could be Ryan's time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he could be turning over the leaf and just making that change that he needs because he has a nine-year-old son, Bentley. He's nine. He's not a baby. He understands what is going on. And I'm pretty sure Macy has talked about that, you know, discussing where Ryan is, Mm -hmm. what's going on, why he can't go to his dad's house. So to hear that Ryan is taking action and going for a couple months, it's it's good to hear because we have followed him for the last 10 years. He's been on the show. So I think this is what Ryan needs to do. Exactly. And obviously, he's a stepfather to Mackenzie's son, Hudson. Yes. He has a child on the way. Um, you know, we don't know if maybe he will be there for the birth. Um, Radar exclusively reported that she will be getting induced on October 8th, which is only a few days away. I know. Um, you know, we see Ben Affleck coming out of rehab to work out. So who yeah. knows if maybe they'll work something out for him. Um, But right now, um, sources tell us that her mother and her aunt are allegedly going to be in the delivery room with her. So, you know, she does have a support system around her during this time, which is wonderful. It's wonderful, but I can't even imagine the heartbreak that she is dealing with every day. You're down to the final couple days before you have a new baby boy. And your husband isn't there. There's so many emotions. You're trying to figure out, you know, what is the right thing to do. I, even though Mackenzie has definitely annoyed me in the past on the show, I do feel really, really bad for her. And I also want to say something, you know, obviously, as our listeners know on the podcast, you know, we're not the biggest fans of Mackenzie. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> But I really have to give her credit. I mean, I think a lot of people thought that when the show was over, she was going to run from him. And, you know, as we see, I mean, I know she's pregnant with his child. but Yeah, you can't really run. (laughs) I know. But it just seems like she's still sticking by him. It seems that she's still, you know, being supportive. And, you know, I just give her a lot of credit. I mean, I, I, I feel for her. I'm sure she's going through a very hard time right now. And I just hope at the end of the day, Ryan comes out He's sober and they have this, you know, fairy tale life that she wanted. Even for the whole family, Ryan is Jen and Larry's only child. 
I can't even imagine the heartbreak. We've seen them both break down hysterical on the show talking about Ryan's addiction. So them, Macy and Taylor, it's probably so draining trying to, well, they can't even co-parent with Ryan because he cannot contact them for two years. So it's probably so draining trying to co-parent with Bentley's grandparents through Ryan. Like they need to figure out that dynamic. So them... It's a lot. I mean, look at Amber and Gary, Christina, Andrew. They're co-parenting great. And that's what I hope for Ryan, Macy, Taylor, Mackenzie, that they kind of have that happy ending. I completely agree. So let's switch gears a little bit to something a little more uplifting. Yes. Let's go into top three biggest stories of the week. Mackenzie McKee's mom, Angie, has finished chemo. Yes. She posted on Instagram this really, really sweet video. She was wearing a Wonder Woman shirt and she was ringing the bell. So she finished IV chemo and she did kind of describe that she'll also be doing other things. But this was a huge step for her. She's been battling this since the holidays, early January. So to see her get this far, to be so happy and positive, she's just she's just adorable. I just want to hug her all the time. But to see her finally post that achievement, it was beautiful. I'm really anxious to find out what's next. Yeah. I mean, you know, is she in remission? Is she going to have to go undergo more treatment? You know, I'm really anxious for the updates. And I really appreciate Mackenzie and Angie constantly giving fans updates. Agreed. They have such a strong fan base that have been following them throughout this journey. So I think, you know, that helps. And Angie even said, thank you so much for all the thoughts and the prayers. It definitely is uplifting, all the positive comments. So such happy news. And also then Mackenzie revealed that just days after she finished IV chemo, her mother ran four miles. So I, over the weekend, my family came to visit and my family are big runners So they were like, let's go like to the park and run. And I was like, okay, well, I don't run. So why don't we all walk? (laughs) We could walk. (laughs) We can walk fast. So we walked, we walked two miles and I had to like lay down all day. (laughs) My feet were killing me. So I cannot imagine going through what she went through and then running four miles. Go Angie. Yeah. With a huge smile on her face and that, you know, the working out is definitely something that bonds Mackenzie and her family. So that moment that Mackenzie was finally able to run with her mom again, the picture was just beautiful. I couldn't get enough of it. I was like, I wish I could like this more than one time, but then I would probably look really weird and creepy. But it was just such a happy past few days. And Angie said that she celebrated this by going to her husband's favorite restaurant because he was just so at peace and at calm. And she was like, I don't want this to be about me. You know, what I put him through the last few months and how strong he's been he deserves to go to his favorite restaurant like how beautiful I know that we always rave about how Chelsea and Cole are the best teen mom couple but I think Angie and her husband are very underrated because the love that they share is love that everyone wants (laughs) Um, yes the way he was looking at her on Mackenzie McKee special the where are they now she put on this little it looked like a little like fairy tale dress it was a cinderella moment the way he looked at her crying i was like ugly crying i just couldn't get enough and i was like goals so i agree i think that we should put angie and her husband at the top of team mom couples because they deserve it they do deserve it and you know what chelsea and cole are a great couple agreed 
but I don't know. Every couple has problems, and I just feel like, do they have problems? I think they do. She said Chelsea admitted that Cole sometimes gets distracted when they're getting ready. And, you know, the girl is allowed to do that, but God forbid a guy has to do that. What do you that. mean he gets distracted? Like when they're trying to leave the house and he's, you know, he starts eating a bag of Doritos. So that's, that's her, that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. That is really annoying. I guess it is annoying. <laughs> Everything's annoying when the guy does it, not us. Also, but, I feel like sometimes he jokes a lot or kind of like riles up Aubrey. Yeah. I feel true. like we've seen her get a little annoyed. Okay. So they're not perfect. Yeah. They're not perfect. But yeah, so very happy for Angie McKenzie, the whole family. So getting into the second biggest story of the week, Team Mom 2 star Brianna, her precious little daughter, Stella, is sick yet again. She is, I think, living every mother's worst nightmare. This poor child's always sick in the hospital. So she said that she has bronchitis. And I feel really bad every single time Brianna tweets about it. She seems so overwhelmed and stressed. I mean, she is just in and out of the hospital with her daughter. As we remember on, you know, the first few episodes of when Stella was born, she had holes in her heart. Yes. Um, Fortunately, that is all resolved. But now we have all these new issues. And it's just really sad. No one wants to see their child struggling or sick. And Brianna has to see it, you know, at this point once a month. And it's just so sad. And it's also really hard when you don't have... The baby's father there. Like, yeah, she that. has her mom and she has her sister, but, you know, I'm sure Bernie has her own life. And, you know, her mom has lupus, so obviously her mom and she works. has— And she works, so she has her own issues. And Brianna's kind of doing this alone. I mean, I know she has a boyfriend now, so I hope he's kind of filling in that role and really being yeah. a support for her. I mean, even though her and Javi did not work out, Javi really did step into that father role for mm-hmm. the girls. And Brianna said that. She said, that was one of my favorite things about Javi. That's why I fell in love with him how he treated my girls and how he was such a, such a great father figure. So, yeah, so I hope Brianna's new boyfriend steps into that role because she just has too much on her plate and a girl can't handle all that. Now let's go into Caitlin Lowell and Tyler Boltiera. She said that rehab really put a strain on her marriage. Um, No kidding. Uh, yeah, when you're away for six or seven weeks at a time and also leaving your husband to raise your four-year-old daughter on his own, run a business. Also, Tyler has so many other family problems with his dad. He has a lot on his plate, and you can see that in the poems that he's writing, the tweets, all of that. It was really, really difficult for him to handle. I know he could do it, but it definitely was not easy. I think the first time that she entered treatment, he was able to handle it. You know, he knew this was the right thing for her. You know, yes. she had the suicidal thoughts. He wanted her to go and get help and come back and be, you know, not have these thoughts. Yeah. And then when she checked in the second time, I think it really, you know, hit him hard. I mean, now we have, you know, even more weeks where he has to put everything on him and take care of their daughter as a single father, essentially. And, you know, I think his thing was he kind of felt him abandoned and he wanted to have a conversation like maybe we can look at these other options as opposed to you know you just deciding to go straight there and you know I feel bad for when she watches the show because I mean as he said like he said that really sad line about he was you know repulsed by her always sitting on the couch in her robe for days at a time and you know, I can I can really see how that can put a shit on the marriage. And I really think it was that second time going in that really did it. But I'm glad she went. 
Agreed. At the end of the day, you know. She needed it. I feel like she's done inpatient and she knows how it is. And just comparing the two, I think she thought that she needed outpatient to really, you know, overcome her demons. So Agreed. I think that's what you said it before. I think what put the strain on the marriage was the lack of communication. Yes. A lot of people have been criticizing Tyler for, it. I guess they thought he wasn't supportive of her going to rehab. I think he is. I think he just wanted to have a conversation about it prior to that. And he said to the therapist, Caitlin wants a horse, she gets a horse. Yes. She wants this, she gets this. There's no conversation. And that's what a marriage is about. So, so many people just criticized him and they're like, I can't believe you would say that about your wife. No. I can't believe you're not supportive of her going to rehab. Of course, he would rather her go to rehab than have these suicidal thoughts. So, yeah, if you could see that it put a strain on him. That's all he wanted was a conversation. If I remember correctly, it was I'm going back into rehab. Yes. It wasn't Tyler. I'm having a really tough time. I'm thinking about going back into rehab. I'm looking at other options too. Could we sit down and discuss it? Yeah. It was, I'm going back in. And I agree with everything that you said. I mean, they just needed to talk about it. And I remember when um, Radar reported that they were doing that couples retreat. Everyone yes. thought she was back in rehab. But really, it was just a retreat. Um, I really think that that helped because then when they came back, they announced their pregnancy and yeah. they seemed better than ever. So hopefully they resolved all their communication issues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even though she said, so she was on the after show, you brought up her watching it. She told OK Magazine exclusively that they don't watch the show. They said- Caitlin and Tyler don't watch the show? Yeah. They said, we lived through it. Why do we want to watch I it? I think it's important to watch it though, because I think that- I feel like when you watch a fight over, you kind of see the things you did wrong and it helps you fix it for the next time. Agreed. So I feel like she could have watched that conversation and been like, wow, I really didn't include you in my decision. Yeah. So I think they should watch the show over. I think they should watch the show. I just think it should be discussed prior saying, honey, you know, I said this really mean thing about when you wear a robe on the couch all day. I'm just letting <laughs> you know that there, some things were said. I think they need to have conversations before watching it. Before you go on RadarOnline.com today. <laughs> before you go on your phone. <laughs> yeah, maybe watch the episode. Yeah, I, I said just, something yeah, not the nicest. Yeah, I was having a bad day and I said some mean things, but I think they should watch it. However, so she was on the after show mm -hmm. on Monday night and they had her watch the clip of when Tyler was sitting at the table with his mom and his stepdad, and they were talking about it. And Kim said, you know, I feel like she's not doing anything. They made Caitlin watch that? Yes. Oh, on wow. the couch. I know. That's EJ, sad. I know. So they asked her, you know, what's your opinion? And Kate, you could kind of tell that she just was very, I think— confused and down and trying to absorb all of that information. That was probably the first time she's seen it. Possibly, yes. So she just said, you know, I get where Kim is coming from. This is her son. She's supporting him. However, she cannot say I'm not doing anything. She checked into rehab twice. She decided I have to leave my family. I need help to be a better wife. Also, the whole Caitlin took a nap and missed her classes. That was a little unfair. We don't know the situation. Yeah. Maybe Caitlin had a migraine, wasn't feeling good that day. Yeah. I don't think that she just was like, okay, I'm in rehab. I'm not going to go to class for a week because I yeah. feel like sleeping. Yeah. Go into rehab and just lay in your room. There's always two sides to a story. Exactly. And I feel like... Caitlin probably saw that and was like, all right, Kim is literally just getting Tyler's side. And exactly. Exactly. And she said that. And I was like, ooh, snap. Go, Caitlin. Go, Caitlin. She also looked flawless. But yeah, so 
they seem a lot better, Kate and Tyler. I mean, they are having a baby, so they worked it out eventually. So Lauren, as we've been talking about this entire podcast, the new season of Teen Mom OG aired and it was amazing. We want to recap the episode, but we wanted to do it with a very special guest. Very, very special. <laughs> so we have one of our favorite former Teen Mom OG stars, Emma Portwood's ex-fiance, the unforgettable <laughs> Matthew Byer. Morning. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hi, Matt. Hi, guys. Good morning. Are you still in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So it's early there. <laughs> Yeah, it's about 8 o'clock. But never too early to talk about Team Mom OG. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we wanted to spend this episode basically recapping the season premiere. So Uh, I know you watched it. You're very prepared for today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about... We'll start off with Caitlin and Tyler. Because I think that was the most shocking. Especially when Tyler said that he's repulsed by his wife. Yeah, that he's been unhappy in his marriage for a few years now. Even though he's only been married for three. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So obviously you were good friends with them at one point. So how did it make you feel to see those scenes? And... uh... I found it interesting, but I, I see it from a different perspective as a lot of people. They have been together since they were kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they, uh, they've, if my understanding is from a serious relationship standpoint, they've only been with each other. So imagine the amount of time that those two have spent 24 hours a day for the last how many years, and they're doing it on television. Mm-hmm. So the, the stresses and, and, and so on and so forth that come along, that come along with that. Plus the issues that that Kate's had has taken its toll on Tyler and so on and so forth. I get it, but I can honestly say that if any couple in, in Teen Mom is going to be together in 20 years, it's going to be them. Really? Spent, yeah, haven't spent a lot of time around them. It is unbelievable how much those two are dedicated to each other and love each other. And sure, they're going to have their ups and downs, and the ups and downs seem so so great because they're doing it in front of a national television audience Mm -hmm, but yeah i i can tell you that the dedication they have to each other is really impressive i've spent so much you know private time with them on on trips and and behind the cameras and so on and so forth and they they love each other like it's very impressive so i uh obviously root for kate and ty because they are they're two amazing people and Whatever they're going through, I I think they're going to get through it. I hope they're going to get through it anyway. I think they will. Now, you've been in a relationship on camera. A lot of people on Twitter were kind of angry with Tyler for saying the things that he feels it's repulsing to see Kate in her robe on the couch and that he's unhappy. Do you think he should be saying these things on television? Knowing that she's going to watch it later. Yeah. I I think that I I wasn't there. I, I don't know this for sure, but I think that what I've been preaching now for four years is what people need to understand. You were seeing a very small sample of what was probably a long conversation. Okay. So true. Uh, I, you don't know what else was said. You don't know in which the context in which it was said. I, I personally can't ever see Tyler just boldly saying I'm repulsed by my wife. Mm-hmm. I, you don't know what questions were being asked. You don't know what was edited out. So, and that's the tough thing about being on a relationship on TV is you're going to see a very small portion of every conversation. 
so I, and I, I wish more people would understand that, that if you break it down, it's not the Kate and Ty show. They're on for what, maybe 10 minutes an hour. Yeah, and you yeah. know, that conversation didn't happen in a vacuum. That was probably two, three, four hours worth of the exact same conversation, having the same question thrown at him 10 different ways until they get the response that they're looking for. Right. Yeah. So Interesting. I, I think that that's very important to understand. I don't know this, but I, I know that I was in situations where they would throw the same question at us so many different ways. And you continue to give the same answer until the question is phrased a different way. Then you give a little bit different answer and now it's edited together to, mm-hmm. to get the elicited response. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. Tricky. Very tricky, but smart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why they've been on for 10 years. <laughs> yes, exactly. So a lot of people um, think that Tyler kind of resented Caitlin for, you know, kind of picking up and leaving without actually having a conversation and looking at other options, such as, you know, doing therapy at home. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that she made the right choice checking back into rehab after only a few weeks? I think what Kate knows exactly where she is mentally. And I think Caitlin knows that she's not going to be good to anybody herself or her family unless she gets in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. So while it may seem selfish to some people. I, I think Kate did the exactly what she needed to do. I mean, having been around people who have had uh, had depression and people who have had mental issues in my, in my entire life, me included, I, I can tell you that you're not good to anybody unless you're in the right place. So I can't imagine that's an, that was an easy decision for Kate to make because the last thing I imagine she wants to do is be away from Tyler and be away from Nova and be away from her family. Yeah. So that I think she needs to be applauded for making that decision. Going into a facility facility like that is not a vacation. And, you know, it's not something that she, she just wants to go and have some fun. So I think she should be applauded for making the decision. I understand Tyler's frustration because now everything falls on him. It's his job to run the house and take care of Nova and, and deal with, NTV and so on and so forth. But, you know, Kate's dealing with some pretty serious stuff too. So I think you have to look at it from both sides. I, I want nothing more than Caitlin to, to come back happier and stronger. And I think everything will work out. I really do. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, she is pregnant again. So yes. <laughs> did, yes. did you reach out to them when you heard about the pregnancy announcement? I, I didn't. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to Kate and Ty probably in about a year. Uh, I will at some point, probably after they, they have the baby, but I, you know, they're going through so much and uh, I don't want, I never wanted anybody to feel responsible for taking the time to have to get back to me and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely was thinking of them when I found out and I think it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's they're so just, exciting. They're just great people. Yeah, it really is. It's great. So let's move on to Macy and Taylor. Their storyline this season was Ryan Edwards, how they filed their restraining order against him. As we know, he's struggled Mm -hmm. with heroin abuse Um, in the restraining order. We got a copy of it, and it said that uh, Ryan threatened to put a bullet in Taylor's head and a lot of other scary things. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, you know, you've met all of them. So what did you think of these scenes? 
this one actually, I think had the most effect on me personally, because, you know, I, I, I know all those guys and I love Macy and Taylor. I mean, I consider them personal friends and they've always been great to me and, and vice versa, but I also know Ryan and my experience with Ryan Edwards is he has always been the kindest, most chill person that uh, on the entire cast. Ryan was the one when there was backstage drama, Ryan was the one that stayed out of it. Yeah. He didn't egg anybody on. He didn't, you know, he was supportive of, of the people that he cared about. I have a, I have a lot of respect for Ryan and I can tell you drugs are a really, really powerful thing. I don't think a clean and sober Ryan Edwards makes those comments. I, mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. It was tough for me because that's not the guy that I know. I understand Macy and Taylor's reaction. They okay. have not only themselves to worry about, but they have their children. But I think when when everything blows over, it, it, it's Ryan. I, I don't think Ryan is uh, is that guy. I think that Ryan has an addiction problem, and I, I'm really rooting for that guy because he is the kindest person I think I've ever met. He's just there's not a bad bone in his body. He he just has the problem with substance abuse, and. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that people can't see that for what it is. I mean, having had a drug problem in the past and been around people who've had drug problems, I can tell you straight out that you do and say things that you normally wouldn't do and say. And uh, especially when you get caught up in the moment. And if you're and if you're dealing with, you know, active drug addiction or you're dealing with early recovery, you're, you're walking on the edge. And and sometimes things come out that, or you have reactions to situations that you normally wouldn't have. I, I can, I can honestly say that I spent a lot of time with Ryan Edwards and not once did I ever leave that situation saying, wow, he, this is just not a good guy. The, the exact opposite, actually. He, he's the, he was the guy that kind of diffused everything. He kind of had the attitude of, you know what? We're, it's a TV show, and in the end, at the end of the day, everything's going to be fine. And I have, I have a lot of respect for that, and I really want Ryan to do well. That being said, I love Macy and Taylor, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, I understand their reaction. I don't think their reaction was out of line, but I think at the in the end of the day, once cooler heads prevail, mm-hmm. things will things will make more sense. And again, if when Ryan gets sober, and I really believe that he will. I think you're, you guys are going to see a completely different side of that guy because he's just, he's got a huge heart. He's a good dude. He really is. Now, he unfortunately won't be on Team Amoji anymore. MTV decided to not film this time in his life. He's in recovery. Mm-hmm. Do and that's you, good for him. So you think that he shouldn't be on the show? I think for his own well-being, he shouldn't be on the show right now. Okay. It, there's enough pressure with having your entire life filmed and scrutinized by millions of people that Ryan's Ryan's trying to go through recovery and he doesn't need a constant reminder of every negative thing that's going on in his life everywhere he goes. And uh, I dealt with that. I know that, that the girls on the show have dealt, we've all dealt with that in one way or another and recovery is tough enough recovering on TV and having people remind you of the mistakes that you've made and then judge you and, and so on and so forth is it's not good for his recovery. In my opinion, I'm not obviously not his doctor, but I think Ryan made a very smart choice. I, I do hope that once he gets sober, that he does continue on with the show because 
Ryan, uh, Ryan deserves to show the good side of himself. And I, I think that the, the audience needs to see that about him. Yeah, yeah. I think a good recovery story is, is great for the show. You know, you guys have such a huge platform, so why not show that? I, I agree. And I, I think that Ryan can help a lot of people with his story once he gets once he gets better, so to speak. That being said, I, I hope he doesn't return too soon. I hope he's in a good headspace. But, you know, there's uh, there's still plenty of time. I don't see the show going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. So right. yeah. maybe uh, Ryan makes a triumphant comeback sometime in the future. And I, I will be the biggest supporter of that because I just I just love the guy. <laughs> so Lauren and I have kind of a fakery question. We were going back and forth wondering if that conversation between Macy and Taylor was scripted just so they kind of had it on camera. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that exact scene? Scripted, they seemed, no. No? Okay. No, I, I, don't, I don't imagine it was scripted, but mm-hmm. I imagine it was redone five or six times. Okay, yeah. Right. So, yeah. They're, so if they're not going to tell you, I need you to say this, mm-hmm. but what might have happened, and this is just from experience, again, I wasn't there, I would imagine they they had the conversation and then heard from the producer, Hey, can you guys say that again? Uh, or, okay, great. Now, can you just say that one more time? Mm-hmm. And that might have happened three or four times, and they take what they consider to be the best take. Yeah. So when people say that Teen Mom is scripted, it's absolutely not scripted. Sometimes if it comes off a little robotic, it's mm-hmm. because you've just had the same conversation five times. And how much how much passion and energy can you have behind something that you said five or six times? Of course. Yeah, that is very true. It did seem a little off, but... Yeah, but they definitely are not telling anybody what to say. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can, I can vouch for that. I've never once seen an experience where they've put the camera on somebody and said, "Okay, I want you to say this." That goes against the nature of what the show's all about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very true. So let's move on to Amber's storyline. Mm-hmm. So she welcomed her baby boy James into the family. How was that seeing that footage? I was happy. I was happy for okay. her. I, I, I really was. <laughs> Mad. I, re- I really was. It, I, you know, I get asked this question everywhere I go on a daily basis. People say, wow, it must have been really tough for you, you know, to find out Amber was pregnant and then to see her have her baby. No, it, it wasn't. And I don't know why people seem to lump us in with other people. When Amber and I split, there was no animosity. I mean, yeah. if you if you were with somebody for as long as we were together, and again, we spent 24 hours a day together, and you care about that person as much as we cared about each other, why would I want anything negative for her? Yeah. Just because it didn't work out for us doesn't mean I wish her any ill will. I want nothing but happiness for Amber. It's also been over a year since, the, since we split, and she seems to be doing great. So yeah. it, it actually makes me very happy. And her baby is adorable and she's she's living a great life and she's grown so much and since I guess the show started that I'm I'm just happy as hell for her. <laughs> really Yeah, am. we've definitely I, we, seen her grow. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that uh you know, as if I recall, when she had the baby, I immediately sent her a text message congratulating both of them uh, on the birth of the baby and 
you know, uh, people, I think it was reported on and people said, well, are you offended? She didn't get back to you. No, she just had a baby. I don't think she needs to say, hold on a second. I need to text my ex back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I just wanted to know that I was thinking about them and, and I was happy for them. I, and I still am. I, I really am. I don't keep up too much on Amber's life right now, but unfortunately I, I get reminded of it by the general public on a daily basis. And, and all <laughs> I ever say is I, I couldn't be happier. And that's a hundred percent real, hundred percent real. So last season, um, Gary constantly said how he doesn't think that Amber is going to be the best mother because when it came to Leah, she didn't raise her when she was, you know, a newborn because she was obviously going through a lot. Um, he was worried about how she would be with James because, as he said, you know, she's not a full-time mom. It seems like she's doing great, though. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on her parenting at the moment? Amber of 2010 mm-hmm. is not Amber of 2018. Exactly. Yeah. That's number one. And number two, I personally witnessed the type of mother that Amber was to Leah and I've said it before, I, I've said it during our good times, I've said it during our bad times, and I'll never waver from this. Amber Portwood is an excellent mother, an excellent mother. Uh, she is not only loving, but she is, uh, she's a true parent. She, everything with Leah is, is a life lesson. And I, it's funny, I remember uh, saying to her at one point, does everything need to be a life lesson? Literally everything. And she said, yeah, I don't want Leah ever going the route that I went when I was young. Yeah. Can't, can't argue with that. Amber is completely 100% dedicated to her, to her children. And I, mm-hmm. again, I per- personally witnessed it with Amber. As far as Gary saying that, I don't think that's fair. I, I think that their lack of co-parenting then back then had a whole lot more to do with their personal relationship than it did for Amber loving her daughter. I think that they, uh, they were young and again, they're they're they grew up on tv so to speak as far as their relationship and, and i think that uh a lot of that stuff was personal I, I i think that there was a lot of unintentionally leah when she was young ended up getting in the middle of their troubles now it doesn't seem that way and and i i think it's great did I, I don't know if that concern he has is genuine because if he's really paying attention he'll know what kind of a mother she really is and again Amber in 2018 is is not the Amber of 2010. So I don't think you can compare the two. Agreed. She's a whole new person. and You can tell. Yeah, and it's so nice to see. I feel like everyone deserves a really great season. <laughs> and she's I, finally getting her good season. Yeah, she's finally getting her happy, joyful season that she deserves. Guys, it was episode one. Okay, you remember the show, right? <laughs> I you know, guys remember but... the show. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's coming in the future, but... Uh, and, and I and I only say this because of the show itself <laughs> that, you know, nobody's life is completely perfect. And yeah. I, I hope I hope that every episode for Amber is exactly like episode one was. Yeah, I, I really do. But I mean, if this is if Teen Mom was a, a happy, happy, joy, joy show, it probably wouldn't be in on the air. We so. wouldn't be podcasting about it right That's now. That's very, right. very true. We're not true. talking about it right now. So Now, we just have to ask, Andrew was talking about proposing to Amber. Do you think they will get married? Yeah, absolutely they yeah. will. Do you like yeah. him? I, I've never met him personally. I spoke to him once and he was very, very nice. Okay. Um, so I think that uh, there's no question that he loves Amber. And mm-hmm. I think that 
I, yeah, I think they're great for each other. Uh, I don't know when they'll get married. I have no insider information, but I, I think that that would be the natural next step. So, yeah, I think they will. And uh, and I think that would be great. I, I don't know. Amber tends to to really think things through. And she's also a person that doesn't like to upset the balance when things are good. Yeah. So, uh, you can you know, see that. I think, I think that uh, right now, from again, from what I know about her, everything seems to be so great that in the back of her mind, she may say, you know, why would, why would I want to change anything? But I think that, you know, if, if he proposes tomorrow, I should be crazy not to accept. I mean, they're a family. Yeah. So, so I think she, uh, I don't see her saying no. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. I think she would be really happy. I think from just her past, since everything is going so great, she doesn't want it to change. She doesn't want to ruin right. it. Yeah. And so she's like, let's just enjoy it. Even when I talked to her and I said, you know, are you going to get engaged? And she's like, we're really happy right now. And I'm like, all right, right. well, hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed, because I would love to see them, you know, really get married. Have and- a healthy marriage. She's yeah. smart enough not to upset the balance of things. Yeah. yeah. She, she's, she's very been smart like that, like that since the day yeah. I met her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, and she's, she doesn't, she'll never be a person that's going to get married because the world tells her that she should. Yeah, exactly. She does what she wants to do. Right. And that's one of the things I've always respected about Amber. If the, if the public is pressuring her to do something, if she doesn't think it's right, she's not going to do it. So, and, and, and that's, that's a strong quality in her. She's not going to be pressured to do anything. However, I, again, without having any information on this, I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't happen. And I hope it does. Same. So you had a really strong bond with her daughter, Leah. Um, On a scene for next week's episode, she actually gets upset because Leah doesn't want to go over there anymore. Uh, Does that seem characteristic of Leah? I think Leah's growing up and wants to hang with her friends. I, yeah. I think that's all it is. I, I, I think that uh, it's it's tough. And we sim- we similarly went through a situation like that a few seasons ago. Yeah, I feel like I where, remember that. Yeah, and of course Amber's going to be hurt by that. But I think in the back of her mind, she knows. I mean, Leah's getting older. She's doing sleepovers with her friends. She's she's not a baby anymore. And she and one thing that I, I can will always say about Leah is Leah's very independent and, and Amber raised her that way. So if she wants to go, I don't know, have a sleepover with her friend or, or, or go do something else. I, I think in, in the back of Amber, Amber's mind, she knows it's, it's not personal. I mean, Leah certainly loves her mother. So, but I, it, that being said, it, it must've been jarring right at the moment. And, and I get that, but I'm sure a few minutes later, Amber's like, yeah, she's, She's growing up and she's only getting older. And those those times of you want to come hang with mom and, and so on and so forth, probably going to get less and less because she wants to do her own thing. Yeah. You know, these they're not babies anymore. And Amber missed out on most of the baby phase and the toddler. Mm-hmm. And so now she's in such Amber's in such a great place where she wants to be with Leo all the time. And now Leo's of like. Course. I'm too cool for you, mom. <laughs> of course, and that's, exa- and that's exactly what it is. So, uh, you know, Amber, uh, Amber's always, when I was with her anyway, struggled with the fact that she missed out on a lot and, you know, really wants to spend as much time with Leah as possible. 
And unfortunately, at this point, Leah's like, yeah, I get it, but yeah. I want to go hang out with my friends. Yeah, I want to go to the mall. <laughs> right. I want to go shopping. And, yeah. and, and I think that's uh, – and, and Amber knows that. She uh, And the situation that we had a few years ago was the same exact thing. And, you know, an hour later, Amber's like, yeah, I get it. It's not it's not personal against me. I mean, Leah adores her mother, absolutely adores her mother. So that, that I don't think that's going to be an issue going forward. Yeah, hopefully. So getting into the new OG cast members, let's start off with Bristol and Dakota. Okay. That was intense. Him saying, you know, the therapy session and how Bristol said, oh, you know, sometimes I just sit in my room and wait for you to kill yourself, all that. It was really, really hard for viewers to watch. I feel like right. it was just some of the things that were said. It was really emotional. What did you think about it? I think that's a tough situation simply because you have to look at it from both sides. He, you know, served served our country overseas and my understanding is went through a lot of traumatic events while doing so. Yes. So he has issues that he's dealing with. And it seemed to me that, you know, while Bristol understands that she, you know, it can't be easy for her either. So I, I think that, uh, well, I wouldn't want to play this out on TV if I was them. That, that's my opinion. Yeah. With I, three kids. I was actually surprised yeah, the, at how open they were. I know. Oh. On television, like a therapy and, yeah, on their debut season, it was, it was shocked about it. I yeah, I, I like I said, my, my only opinion on that particular situation is again, I really wouldn't want that played out on TV. I mean, that can only add to stress mm-hmm. and can uh, you know only add to to negativity. So, I, I give them a lot of credit for doing it. I I really do. But then again, once you get caught up in the, excuse me, in the moment you kind of forget the cameras are there. So it's easy for it to play out more naturally, but still, I mean, wow, that's, that's a tough thing to play out in front of 38 million people. Yeah. Especially when on Instagram, he said that he was watching it. I was like, I can't even imagine, you know, I can't imagine watching that back. Yeah. Through that. And then you watch that back. It has to be heartbreaking. And the kids are home. All the producers. It's probably just crazy. So I give them. I also give them a lot of credit for putting that on television. Of course, absolutely. And you have to respect that. I think probably. And again, having never met them, I I think one of the first things he probably thought was, "I don't remember it exactly like this." Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a sec. It's really funny that how we we remember things the way we want to remember them. I haven't watched a lot of episodes that I personally was on, but the ones that I did catch, I said, geez, that's not how I remember that. But, you know, the camera doesn't lie. And then you think, well, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, you you, you think that maybe – Maybe I, it was wishful, wishful remembering, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. that maybe I did, I didn't intend, maybe I didn't think I was acting like an asshole when I really was. So, you know, I think that that's tough, but you got to give them a lot of credit for doing that. Um, you know, I, I, it'd be interesting to see where, where, where this plays out with, with Bristol. So obviously Fair Abraham, there are big shoes to fill there. Do you think Cheyenne and Bristol fill those shoes? <laughs> um i i don't know i you know i i don't know i bristol palin is a big name she Um, is you know my my thought when 
I was told that she was going to be on the show. I think my reaction was different than a lot of people's. My reaction was she, she was a teen mom mm-hmm. and she, she, she proves that you don't have to come from a certain background to be a teenage mother. Cause I yeah. think the, the background that Bristol came from and Kate and Amber and Macy and maybe even Farrah came from is completely different. That being said, I hope the story continues to be about Bristol and, and her and her family as opposed to her mother. And I, I hope it, it which especially what's going on in the world and our political climate, I think that I, I hope that the show doesn't shift the focus onto Sarah Palin. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't think about you know, that. I, I, I think it's interesting that I, personally, this is only my personal thing. I, I don't agree with anything that the Palins do politically. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think Bristol has just as much right to tell her story as as anybody else, because this isn't about politics. It's about the, the struggles of of young mothers and young yeah. families. Mm-hmm. So I, I give her a lot of credit for for doing this. But I also think that, and I've been asked this a lot, what was wrong with just keeping the original girls the way the way they were? Are there stories, and, and again, this is just my thought process at the time, are there stories no longer dramatic enough for the network? I feel like it's that one. I mean, last season, you know, we saw they gave Amber's cousin Crystal a storyline. They gave Tyler's sister Amber a storyline. It seemed like they were really trying to fill the gaps and I think for them, it just wasn't say? dramatic enough. So what does that say? That the show's really not about the, the struggles and the successes of young families. It's actually about drama. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and because of that, I think that the girls are being, and I use the, I'm going to say the word punished, but it, I think you'll understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think that their stories are, are being taken away from because they've grown up and they've all become successful. They don't have a lot of the same struggles that they used to. Financially, they're, they're all in a very good place. They're all they're all celebrities. They live a very different life now. So with that, while there's still some drama and struggles, is it really something that people want to see? I think what people tune in to see in a lot of cases is, is the drama and is the arguments and the fights. And if you've got Amber in a wonderful place and, and if Kate and Ty are in, are in a good place and Macy and Taylor and so on, well, now what are we going to do? Do we have no drama or do we have no show? So I, yeah. I think bringing on new people is, you know, from a from a network standpoint, is probably a good decision. I, I, I apologize when I say this. I didn't know who Cheyenne was. <laughs> and the only reason is I've never watched the, the other show she was on. So yeah. um, I she seemed it seems like her story is going to be interesting from what I saw of it. I, I think she has every right to tell her story. But I, I think I'm of the uh, of the traditionalist point of view mm-hmm. when I say that I think those those girls and and the dad, the original dads on the show, have earned the right to complete their story uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think after, after ten years, let this play out, and then if you want to start over, I'm sure there's no shortage of teenage mothers out there. So I, I think I think they've earned the right to have their platform. That is absolutely nothing against Bristol and Cheyenne which mm-hmm. I, I think as well have every right to tell their story, but was this the right 
venue in, in which to do it is simply my opinion. I'm, I'm certainly no network executive. But I, that's just my opinion. I agree. I just, nothing against Bristol or Cheyenne. I think they're going to be great additions to the cast. I just wanted to see someone possibly from the Team Mom family, especially sure. since the girls are our age. We were 16 watching them on 16 and Pregnant. I remember watching Amber's episode. Yeah. And right. I remember her giving birth to Leah. So I feel like they are so successful because we have grown up with them. And now I'm like, oh, my God, look how far Amber, Macy, and Kate have come since that day mm -hmm. the 16 and Pregnant aired. I just wanted to see someone from the Team Mom franchise possibly come in and get an opportunity. But I guess they needed, you know, bigger names. Then right. I know that ratings. Ones. I know that ratings for Teen Mom OG weren't as well as Teen Mom Two. Yeah. So I think yeah, they and just wanted those big was. names. It's because I no one's punching at was. the reunion. <laughs> you got to show <laughs> right, your butt and everything. No, nobody's pulling out a firearm and a roach right in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's these and and, and listen. I, I don't watch Teen Mom Two very much. I mean I have caught some of it. Yeah. But. There's more drama in in one segment of Teen Mom 2 than there seems to be in the entire episode of OG. That's very true. So, Agreed. Yeah. And, at the, and at the end of the day, it's still a TV show. Yeah. And it's about entertainment. Exactly. While I think it started out as, you know, almost a, a almost an infomercial for, you know, teen parenting or, you know, or the dangers of teen parenting. I think that it's turned into such pure entertainment. And if it's not as entertaining for the audience, they got to figure out a way to do it. And mm -hmm. uh, I'd, I'd much rather see him do that than see major drama with the original girls because they've all come so far that I, I think that uh, I would hate to see them have to go back to something else or the network to, you know, throw in little digs here and there to get these people going for ratings. Not that they would do that, but you understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, but I, I really would like to have seen them play their stories out and, and on the plot platform that they built. Mm -hmm. I also want to know why they're still calling a teen mom OG. <laughs> I, I actually thought they were going to change the name and just yeah. have a teen mom. I didn't right. think, yeah, I don't know why they still have the OG. I'm probably just brand recognition. I would, I would guess. Yeah, right. yeah, but it doesn't yeah, make sense because <laughs> even when we yeah, see I, TMOG, yeah. we know that's Team OG. Yeah, like anybody right. does. Yeah. So I guess right. for brand, it's just yeah. easier if it's not broke, don't fix it type of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. But you, you know, you, I think your original question was, they have big shoes to fill as far as Ferris yes. departure, mm -hmm. and, and <laughs> I don't think you you replace a hurricane with a drizzle, you know? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I, I mean, Farah is a lot of things. Yeah. But one of the things she was not was uninteresting. It, it's it's that simple. And I get, I've said this to you guys before when we've talked and the two questions I get at least three times a day from <laughs> people out in public are, do you still talk to Amber? And is Farrah really like that are the two questions I get on a daily basis. And I, I've said since day one that that's got to tell you something yeah. that people yeah. are. So I, I hope that uh, I hope that Bristol and Cheyenne don't think of it as having to replace Farrah because, I mean, A, do you want to go that route? No. And, and B, 
tell your stories and, and, you know, let people get invested in who you are yeah. and, and, and the struggles that you're going through and the successes you're going through. So, Matt, we have one more question before we let you go. How are you doing? Yes. Obviously, listeners and fans miss you on the show. Me and Lauren definitely miss you. We actually say yeah, it. right. No, we, we really, do. I swear, Matt. I am not kidding. We have said at times. Yeah, no, we do. We miss Matt. Yeah. Not even just just randomly. Like, oh, it's, what did you think of the episode? We'll be like, we kind of miss Matt. Not going to lie. <laughs> oh, well, well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Um no, I don't know. Uh, life's good. Um, and, uh, you know, I get asked all the time, do I miss being on the show? Being on the show? No, because it was my life is never about being on the show, despite what people thought had nothing mm-hmm. to do with that. I yeah. mean, uh, I miss the people that worked on the show. I mean, not just the cast, but I, I miss the people behind the scenes. And in fact, I still, you know, will get text messages from some of them that, you know, they're out doing something and will remind remind them of times that we've had and they'll say you know what Matt we're just thinking about you and blah 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 and I appreciate that I love those guys and uh you know I I have really fond memories of filming the show you know outside of my relationship with Amber and uh so that's the stuff that that I miss but you know I'm just happy for all those guys I'm happy that they're still doing their thing and there's nobody on that show that I, I wish any ill will for nobody at all and uh, I, I think it's going to I think it's going to be a great season for them. I do. I, I really hope that it stays relatively drama free for all those original girls. I, I really do. And, and again, I wish nothing but the best of Bristol and Cheyenne. And, you know, uh, welcome to the Teen Mom OG family. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think you know what you're in for, but I think Bristol's pretty equipped for it. Based on I, I think she's ready. She's yeah. Agreed. You know, but that being said. The Teen Mom audience is, man, it's like the uh, the audience they used to say at the Apollo Theater. <laughs> if you don't if you don't knock them out on uh, night one, yeah. they're not going to invite you back. So yeah, th- th- this audience can be tough. And yeah. and I've said this before too. I've learned more and more every single day how invested the fans are into the show and how mm-hmm. much that they 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 don't miss a single detail. I get asked questions where people will honestly say. So remember in season two, episode two, when this <laughs> happened? And you're and like, said, no. What? what the hell are you talking about? They're like, you like, were yeah, there. You had, that, you had that gray shirt on. And <laughs> you, were, you were sitting on the couch. And oh, sometimes like shake me and my Lauren. head and go, yeah, I, I have no clue what you're talking about. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> fans are really passionate about the show. And I, they care a lot about, about the cast. And, uh, you know, I, I think they'll all have a great season. That's the thing. The fans really do care about the cast members, which is nice to see because they've been on for 10 years, but they get really, really invested in their personal lives. And then a lot of them are the same people, though, that will they're really, really invested and then they will rip them apart. Exactly. Because of something that they didn't personally agree with. Yeah. And and I, I, again, make one final plea to this audience to understand that you are never seeing the whole story. Mm-hmm. You, no matter what it looks like on TV, there is so much more. It's an hour long TV show where everybody's getting about 10 minutes minus commercials, probably even less now because of the other two stories. And, yeah. you know, what you think is is their life is not it's not telling the whole picture. Mm-hmm. It, it's really not. So and also. People need to remember that 
Yes, they're on television and yes, they've invited you into their lives, but they are people and they are people that still go to the grocery store by themselves and they still run errands by themselves. While they're celebrities, they're not A-list celebrities that have people to do this for them. So give them a break when when you see them. I mean, remember that you're commenting on their actual lives and you wouldn't like it if people did that to you. That's very true. And I think that was really nicely said. Thank you. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. It's been so great. Tell your wife we said hi. Very happy for you. Yes. I will will, uh, talk to you guys anytime you need me. You know, I'm always here for you. Oh, thank you, thank Matt. you Matt. That's very sweet of you to right. say. But thank you so much thank for you your so time. Thank you so much. And good luck this season with the Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Go Bruins. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Matt. <laughs> Teresa, I love Matt. I think he's a great guy. I think everything he said, he sounds so mature and that he's grown up so much since his time on the show. So I'm really happy to see him in a really great place. I completely agree. I thought that was so interesting. Everything that he was saying was so spot on. And it was nice to get his perspective on things. Agreed. Like with the Tyler repulsive line, how he was like, you guys have to remember, they ask you the same questions over and over again until they get the answer they want. And I feel like we watched that and we were both like, oh, my God, how could he say that? Yeah. And then we realized, you know, Matt kind of put it more into perspective. So it was really great to catch up with him and talk with him. I know. He's always welcomed on the podcast. So, Matt... You're always welcome to talk to us. <laughs> so keep watching the show. <laughs> On this week's Teen Mom Tease, RadarOnline.com reported that Ryan Edwards is allegedly back in rehab. We also reported that his wife Mackenzie will be getting induced in only a few days. How is her life without her husband? Check out RadarOnline.com to find out. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening this week. And make sure you check back next week for even more Teen Mom drama. Bye.